Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Disney parks. Before we get started, I want to remind you that this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the support of an amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So, Head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no-obligation quote. This is going to be a big week for the Disney Dining Show because this is another mega episode. We are going to have a total of six reviews for you from all over the Disney parks, Walt Disney World, and Disneyland. And because of how many reviews we have to get to, I'm not going to talk about any news, but also... I don't think there's any really pressing news this week in terms of the dining world. I might have missed some, but I don't think there's anything majorly pressing at this point. So I think we should go ahead and get on with some of the reviews. And our first dining review for this week comes courtesy of Haley, Fiasco, and Drake from Moving to Orlando. They went to a very popular Epcot restaurant, Coral Reef, where you dine under the seas with a bunch of fish, sharks, sea animals. I don't know how to call them, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's obviously a very beautiful, unique dining environment. Uh, the Diz team, for the most part, has not had a lot of great things to say about this in the past. I've never had a bad meal there. I've always enjoyed everything I've ever gotten. And, of course, the environment is just so cool. So it's hard to not get excited about it. Uh, but I don't know how this review goes. So we're just going to have to sit back, listen to it, and find out what they think of Coral Reef. The last time we were here... I checked, just like I did for Boathouse, was two years ago. So it's time to give this place another taste test. Yes, I've only been here one other time, so I'm very excited to be back here oh, today. Oh, yeah, you weren't there mm -hmm. for the last review. No, I wasn't. Yeah, we, we just went, came off camera. Exactly, so I'm really excited to try it again. All right, so just sat down at Coral Reef and just had our appetizers. But before we get to that, I want to mention the atmosphere, because that's kind of the selling point of Coral Reef. You have the seas right to the right of us with Nemo and friends. And there just happens to be one of the largest aquariums in the entire United States. And we have, well, not front row, but close to front row seats to all of that. You're going to see sharks. You're going to see um, stingrays, fish. It's just a really, really cool environment. And then lots of blue tones throughout the whole restaurant that make you kind of feel like you are underwater with the fish. Really cool. And now our apps. So I got the plant-based mushroom soup. Um, that was, if I remember correctly, $13. I'll correct myself if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. And this dish honestly blew me away a little bit. Uh, it comes with a piece of bread, which is actually gluten-free, but with it being gluten-free, it's a little more, it's got a crunch to it. So you gotta be careful. I'd recommend definitely dipping that bread in your soup and letting it soak for a minute so that it's not so crunchy. But it is good. And you also know that it's vegan, so that bread has no butter on it. The, uh, that has a nice glisten, but that's obviously oil, because, again, vegan, no dairy. The soup itself. I'm surprised they had this here at Coral Reef. This is obviously a winter soup. 
It's very warming, very comforting, and it's got a little bit of spice. On the spice scale, I put around a six or seven. Um, and then the spice kind of kicks in a little bit later too and kind of gets you and you're like, whoa, really warms you up going down. This is something I'd expect to get at like Whispering Canyon or something at Wilderness Lodge. It feels like I'm in Wilderness Lodge when I'm eating the soup, but then I look up and I'm in Coral Reef and I'm kind of like, whoa, this is here? But anyways, I'd highly recommend that. And if you're a vegan, A plus vegan dish. Let's see what the others thought. All right, so I got the Caesar salad for my appetizer and that is gonna cost you $11. And I don't have much to say about a Caesar salad, but let me tell you, I really did enjoy it. It's really refreshing. It's a nice, perfect appetizer for me. I usually do go for the Caesar salads in a restaurant. And this one, I do really like. So yeah, it had garlic croutons, lots of Parmesan shaved cheese, which I was very happy about, and it had lots of flavor. It wasn't very bland, like some Caesar salads can be. But yeah, overall, I'd highly recommend getting this if you're looking for something small before your meal. I had the shrimp cocktail, and I was expecting an actual cocktail glass, you know? And I guess that was just in my mind's eye when I order a shrimp cocktail, that's what I think. And it was on a skewer. Not a bad thing in itself, but what was a little disappointing was that it was five shrimp. They were large shrimp, but still, for $16, yes, $16, I was expecting a little bit more. I was expecting, like, a full appetizer. Maybe people can, you know, misguide, like, guide my expectations to be a little, a little less, but it still seemed a lot, especially when the shrimp... I was looking forward to finally getting a chance to uh, describe seafood because I was called out for not being good at describing seafood. So I was like, here it is. I'm going to do a better job. And then they gave me shrimp that tasted like nothing. So how do you describe seafood when it tastes like nothing? Um, the cocktail sauce was okay. If you like horseradish, it's horseradish, ketchup, lemon, and a little bit of Tabasco sauce thrown in. And it, I liked it. Haley did not. She tried it, and she did not like it at all. But all in all, a little bit of a not a not a dish that's worth sixteen dollars. That's 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 the easiest way to put it. Don't spend sixteen dollars on this dish. All right, now on to the main course, and for that I got the seared mahi mahi at thirty-two dollars. Uh, whenever anybody's unsure about seafood, they don't know if they really like it or not. I always recommend try mahi mahi first because it's not it doesn't have a fishy taste at all. And this mahi mahi did not have a fishy taste at all. It was on a bed of jasmine rice with cilantro lime shrimp salsa. And this was fantastic. I was honestly really surprised. It, taste, it tasted almost home cooked. Like it was something that Haley made for me on my birthday with like love and care. And uh, well, and I don't mean it in a bad way either when I say home cooked because we, of course we are in a restaurant and I'm not upset with this as my entree at all. Do I think maybe $32 is a little bit of a steep price? I do think it's a little bit of a steep price. I would say this is more fair around maybe the $24, $25 mark. But with that being said, I am pretty happy. Um, it, it does have in there, like I said, it's a shrimp cilantro lime sauce. It does have these little baby shrimps. I could really take or leave those little baby shrimps. I, it, it didn't need to be that. They didn't need to be there. Um, the mahi-mahi stands alone. But the only thing I would knock it on is just it's a little overpriced. But as far as presentation and flavor, two thumbs up for me. So I did not go for seafood like everyone else did. I went for the oven-roasted citrus marinated half chicken with seasonal vegetables and saffron beret blanc, which I'm, is, I'm assuming is the sauce, and that's going to cost you $28. 
And I think that's a pretty fair price for this. Would I rather like have potatoes instead of sauce or like the, the not the sauce, the, um, the green chard? Yeah, I would. But overall, I really did like this. I thought the chicken had a lot of flavor. It was not dry. And I love when the skin on the the skin on the chicken is crispy and like caramelized almost. It was so good. Every, the sauce complimented everything, complimented every bite. So yeah, like I mentioned um, in the intro, we I've only been here one other time, and I was very excited to hear that we were coming back because I love the atmosphere here. It's like one of my favorite atmospheres. You have fish, you have sharks swimming as you're eating. I think it's wonderful, and it's great for families, great for kids because they're getting distracted while you're waiting for your meal. Overall, I do recommend this place. Just keep in mind it is a little pricey, but please, one more thing. Do not get the shrimp cocktail. I hated it. It was awful. I didn't even want to finish it, but everything else is lovely and delicious. So, yeah. Great white. Look at that beauty. You know, it's got to keep moving if it wants to stay alive. So, for my main course, I had the seared sustainable salmon. Or, wait, hold on. I think it was crusted. I don't think they went for three S's. They wouldn't be that bold. They did. They went for three S's for alliteration. Seared sustainable salmon. Maybe that's what drew me to it. Anyways, it was $29, which I actually think was reasonable for this. It was a good it was a good size of sal- um, salmon on top of a risotto that was made in like a cream of corn. So it tasted, it tasted a good bit of, of corn. Had a little bit of um, herbs in there, but you couldn't really taste it. I could just I, I could see it more than taste it. The uh, the frisee salad was actually really good. Those leafy greens and the onions and the peppers, they all had a nice crunch to it, which is always nice. There's nothing worse, nothing worse than a limp salad. It's just not even worth eating. Um, and the vinaigrette they had it tossed in, very good. The salmon itself. Now, here is where I'm going to try to do better about describing seafood. But I know you don't like it when I just say it tastes like fish. But it really did just taste like salmon because it wasn't <clears throat> spice crusted. It wasn't blackened salmon. It was very plain salmon. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean they didn't try to hide the flavor of salmon with a bunch of spices. And I love some spicy tilapia. I love some spicy fish where you're, it's getting you, getting you going. But this was just a very plain let it stand by itself. Let the salmon taste like salmon. I I wanted to add a little bit. I added a little bit more salt just to make that flavor pop a little bit more. But you didn't need to, especially if you're not a strong. Don't have a strong affinity for that really strong salmon flavor. But overall, it was a good dish. It was filling, and I cleaned my plate absolutely. So for twenty nine dollars, is it a little on the expensive side? Yes, but it's on the Disney side of expensive that I kind of come to expect. And I will say one thing. The food came out very fast, which highlights a difference which, that I see between park food and resort food, is there's a different motivation behind park food. You want to get it, you want to get it quickly, and you want to get it done. That means they're going to be pre-plating. They're going to be pre-cooking. Like Some of the things are going to have to be done sooner. You can't cook a salmon well in that short of time frame. Um, it takes time if you're going to cook it to order. And that's not the purpose of in-park dining. They want to get you in and they want to get you out because you want to get in and you want to get out. But with resorts, there's definitely some of that. They want to turn tables, but there is less of that push of people are trying to get somewhere. They need to be gone. 
And I, I think that's something to keep in mind when you're when you're choosing a meal is the in-part dining is often geared towards getting you in and getting you out because they think that you want to get in and get out. But that's my review of the seared sustainable salmon. Now we're talking. This key lime tart, $9, so good. Absolutely, my professional food reviewing opinion, skip the appetizers, get desserts. Um, this one in particular, I'm, I'm really glad Haley said she liked it as well because I love key lime, um, and, but I love what I have to assume is bad key lime because I grew up going to public school and they had the little, the little like triangle key limes. Do people know what I'm talking about? They're like in the cardboard and you like tear off the cardboard and they have this, it's like Newman's or something, Miss Newman's, I'm not sure, um, but they had like different stuff. Key lime was the only one, and I would I would get all of my friends, and so ever since like key lime is just if it's if there's a key lime dessert I'm gonna eat it, and this one was so tart it like it it made that sensation where you get something really tart and the back of your the like the back of your teeth and the back of your mouth like gets that really sharp sensation because it's just that tart and that sour and I love that feeling and was really happy with this dessert. But let's uh, let's see what everybody else thinks. All right, so like Drake mentioned, the desserts were a hit at this table. We shared the uh, what was it? flourless chocolate cake with raspberry gelato for $10. It was so delicious. I'm gonna start. Yeah? It was warm. The cake was warm and the ice cream was cold, and I love that. <laughs> I love, I that, love that too. It's a great combination. It's a great combination. And I won't lie, I've had this dessert before. I knew it was good, and I was here. And we never ordered. It. I never got it on camera, though. I've never I don't had think. it, and you've never so had it. I was very happy. You tried the key lime too. Yes, and I really, really, really liked that as well. Like Drake mentioned, like that tart, that sourness, and then like the whipped cream or whatever, like that little cream on top. It's so good. It goes together so well. I enjoyed it. And you already know what I feel about warm chocolate cake along with cold ice cream. I don't think I've ever done a review where I've said anything in that combination was bad, but I'm not going to start today. It was really good. It was really good. And I'm honestly... This experience has been better than I expected it to be. I will definitely say that. Keep in mind, though, if you're coming to Coral Reef, the menu is small. You have a total of five entree items, four appetizer items, and four desserts. It's a very small menu that you should check out before you book it. But I'm happy we came. Yeah, me too. This is my second time, and I am very happy. Finally, the total bill for the three of us getting appetizers, entrees, and then desserts was $141.86. That includes a 10% DVC discount. You can also use your annual pass discount. It's the same. That's nice to hear a positive review of Coral Reef, considering, as I said, I've never really had bad experiences there like so many other people apparently have. You know, it's not the best. It's not the worst, but it is dinner or lunch with a view, and you cannot beat that view. But we are going to move on to our next dining review, and this one, maybe Haley's not in this one. I might be wrong. I know Fiasco is definitely in it. Uh, he went to Epcot as well, you know, because he was already here for 
coral reef, but he also went there once again and made his way to the Germany pavilion for the Karmelkuchen. Gosh, every single time. Always, always get in my head about it. Karmelkuchen. And now it's just not sounding natural today, so I'm just going to call it the Carmel Kitchen. Uh, he went, he made his way to the Carmel Kitchen, and he actually tried a snack that I've already reviewed. I want to say that I influenced him, and that's why he's doing this. But I haven't actually watched or listened to the review yet, so I'm going to have to see what he actually says about it. But hey, let's go ahead, give it a listen. A rainy day at Epcot is better than a sunny day in a lot of other places, so we're going to make the best of it, and I'm going to do so as I did my little lap around the World Showcase, got the whiff of that smell in the, uh, the caramel store here behind me. Caramel Kush. Sorry if I said that wrong. You know what I'm talking about. As you walk through Germany, that store right at the front, that just want It is so inviting. It's just like that big whiff of caramel popcorn just draws you in. I'm going to go in and get a cookie today. All right. Have my cookie here, and I've already eaten lunch, so if this is good, you know it's good. Because I'm not even hungry. Mmm. This thing was screaming my name. Let's see if it was worth four. It was uh, four. $4.59, but after my annual pass discount, it was $3.90. That is a pretty good cookie. That combination of the, the salty pretzel and the chocolate chip and the cookie is just so satisfying. I feel like this would be probably twice as good if I warmed it up for a couple seconds in the oven or, or microwave, whatever your, your preference is, but... It tastes just about as delicious as the store smells. And that store smells really good. I don't want to tote this up too high because last time I oversold a cookie, Disney changed it and it wasn't as good. Specifically talking about the France Pavilion cookie. The only thing I'd say is that the caramel makes it a little, the caramel that's drizzled on top makes it a little bit too sweet. I don't think it needs the caramel at all. In fact, I would suggest that the caramel is kind of just there for presentation to kind of give that, get that ooh-ah factor of being in like a caramel, a caramel shop, you know? With that being said, though, am I happy with my, uh, my $3.90 purchase? Yes, I am. So what does that make it? If it was $4.59 without a discount? And I got, so what did I get? 70 cents off. It's like 10% discount. Well, I really enjoyed it, but like I mentioned, it is very, very sweet. Um, the first couple bites, I got a lot of that saltiness from the pretzel, but actually as I worked my way to the end of the cookie, it started to lose some pretzel. Like there was way less pretzel near the end. Um, I don't know. I guess it was just inconsistency with how many pretzels got into the bake. Um, but then that second half of the cookie was just super, super sweet. And I was kind of hoping that the caramel wouldn't be there, but it was there. Not complaining too much, but just keep that in mind. If like you're a person that that there is something, there is such thing as too sweet. This might be a little bit too sweet, but I liked it. 
don't think you can really go wrong with anything from the caramel kitchen. Uh, the only thing that like I never get and I will never get is the caramel corn itself, just because I'm not a huge fan of caramel corn. And I, I don't know. I feel like even the prepackaged stale-ish caramel corn is it's fine if I ever am in the mood for it. But uh, let's be real. When I eat caramel corn, it's because I buy one of those popcorn tins around the holiday season, just like everyone else. And I eat the crappy kind that's in there that has probably tarnished my entire opinion of good caramel corn moving forward in the future. But I, I shouldn't even say that because uh, when I would used to travel up to Pittsburgh for the holidays, I would always stop and get the uh, Pittsburgh Popcorn Company's caramel corn and other specialty popcorns. And I always like that. So maybe I do need to give it a try at some point. Maybe I'm being too hard on it, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a stubborn man stuck in my ways. But I will tell you what, I am jealous that I didn't get to have the next item that we're going to hear a review for. It comes courtesy of Rhino while he was out in Disneyland. He went to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because why wouldn't he? And he gets an interesting drinkish item that I have never had the chance to try. And this was, I believe, his first time to try it, too. So let's go ahead, sit back, give it a listen. Um, I just love Disneyland so much. And you might say, like, why are you going to the place that there's, like, the same thing of in Florida? Well, it is because they have a very special uh, item here that people have not stopped raving about, which is this, like, cold brew coffee thing with cocoa or um, with, like, uh, some, like, cereal thing on top of it or whatever. So it's come highly recommended uh, uh, to me from people who don't even drink coffee, which is myself. I don't normally drink coffee stuff, but I've heard it's so good, so I have got to try it. An important thing to remember when going to pick up your mobile order is that the mobile order line goes in through what would be technically the exit, the left entrance. Don't go through the right entrance or you'll just be stuck waiting in line for no reason. So I got the drink. I, uh, I It is called the Cold Brew Black Cap. It is cold brew coffee topped with sweet cream cheese and chocolate puffs for $5.99 plus tax comes out to six something. I'll uh, double check that and put it in here, but look at this. Look at this thing. Look at it as the, the cream cheese drips through the coffee. I had to read it a couple times because I was like, cream cheese, for real? Um, cocoa puffs, that's what these are. Oh, they're fresh, they're crispy, that's good. That's always a good sign. Sorry if my crunching comes out a lot. I'm just gonna go ahead and give it just a full sip and see, see what. Okay, it's not super strong coffee flavor, which is good for me. It does taste like coffee though, in terms of like, if you've ever had like coffee ice cream, I feel like it's that a little bit lighter and the sweeter thing. I'm gonna, I, there's no straws, so I got a spoon to try and see if I could just get it all together. What kind of threw me is it's actually iced. Like I knew it was iced, but I didn't think they would like literally put the ice in here. But I don't know that I can actually get. Honestly, what makes it for me is the cocoa, um, the cocoa pops on top. Like, that literally just makes this taste like kind of a, like, like, not coffee drink, but 
the blending of like the lighter coffee with the cocoa crisps is really good. I really wish it didn't have ice in it. I'm gonna be honest, because I'd rather just eat it like a cereal. Or it needs like the big straw, like the boba, the boba straws, but there were no straws in there. And I know that, I, I don't know if there's like zero straws here at all now. I'm, I'm not familiar or if they were just paper straws, but I couldn't find them anywhere, but. I keep ending every sentence with but, I do not know what is wrong with me. But, that's just me. I don't know how I feel about this. I honestly, it's not bad, but I do feel a little let down because people who are non-coffee drinkers spoke so highly of it that I guess I thought I was gonna be, the description of it having like the cream cheese, I thought maybe it was gonna be like a thicker drink, if that makes sense. Like, like, not, not necessarily like a frap or or um, a milkshake, but more, it just feels like I'm drinking coffee that somebody chose to use cream cheese instead of cream in. Honestly, the more it sits with these cocoa puffs, it's pretty good. I know we're at Disneyland Park, and I don't want to sound like an alcoholic, but this would probably be like real good with like some Kahlua in it. Or um, horchata. Um, to give it that creamier like thing, that would actually, that, that would make a delicious drink. So please bring this to Walt Disney World because you know they'll serve it with alcohol there. <laughs> um, not that everything needs to have alcohol in it, but it's just the life I leave right now. That's all. Again. I think if you're a coffee drinker, you you actually like really enjoy that. Well, I don't know. It might not be coffee enough for you, but I'd say if you had wanted to try it, it's still worth trying. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like. It's not bad. I'm not afraid to say it's bad if it is bad. But it's just one of those where I'm like. Honestly, the longer it sits, the more I like it. So it's a magic drink for me, I guess, a mystery drink, but. Um, I don't know that I would get it again. But I can imagine if I was a coffee drinker, and I, I, honestly, I, I, I like that it's cold. It, I find that to be very refreshing. And it's not super heavy. So I do appreciate that too. So it's, it's a fine on the Rhino scale, I guess. I don't know what's wrong with me lately. I can't just like commit to it. Whether it's some, it's it's expensive is the thing because it was it's like six something after tax. I feel like that's a lot for just like a regular drink. Um, I'm a very frugal person. You know this about me. I don't know if I'm jealous of it or if I'm just jealous that I haven't been to Disneyland in so long. But hey, jealousy is not a pretty color on anyone. So I'm gonna try to get away from that now. But we're not going to get away from Disneyland. We are going to move into a different park, Disney California Adventure. And we have a series of reviews for you from Rhino because he was in Disneyland to uh, take in everything that was happening with the Lunar New Year event that happens in the park. So, yeah, he got to eat a lot during Lunar New Year. And I just got to sit here. In Orlando, jealous once again. Oh my gosh, the green's back. So, you know what? 
let's go ahead. Let's listen to what he thought about the food options at Lunar New Year. I have a sip and savor pass, which is something that you can pre-buy, and it comes with sip, six little uh, tags on it that are good at uh, various locations at the booths uh, for different items and things like that. So I am going to be getting six items today. I was invited out here on behalf of, as part of Dreams Unlimited Travel, as a travel partner. Disney gave me this sip and savor pass just to be completely clear and transparent on that. Honestly, I'm very excited. I have always wanted to come out here for Lunar New Year and I love the food at Disneyland. I feel like they blow Disney World out of the water. So I'm excited to try uh, a new festival that I have never experienced before. So uh, without further ado, I am gonna head in here and start making my selections. Look at that, look at that shot right there. Um, now that I have said all of that, I think it's time to go eat and try some food and everything. I'm, I am, I, I just can't. I know I'm, I maybe even seem a little tame right now, but I'm just, I'm just like so excited to be here. You have no idea. Uh, and for this celebration that I've wanted to come to for like years. So yes, let's do it. So the first uh, Lunar New Year item I went with is from the Paradise Garden uh, grill area. I don't think the booth had a name, but they are these gochujang wings and they are $8 and they are chicken wings in a spicy gochujang sauce. And uh, I am, oh, they, I'm not usually meat on the bone person, but there's a good, I'm gonna tell you right now, they're a little squishy. Um, I like, uh, I mean, like, I like my chicken wings nice and crunchy. This is gonna sound insane, but the, the sauce, first of all, spicy, which I love. But it also is very reminiscent, I don't mean to be gross, but like of a Chef Boyardee, like ravioli sauce, if that makes any sense if anybody out there has had them. But like a spicy, spicy version of it. Um, the ch I mean, the chicken's really good. There's a lot of chicken on this, this uh, drumstick right here. Messy, messy. Um, I chose to wear my white shirt, of course, today. And this is a rocking table, which is stressing me out. All right, so far, that's $8. There were, I think, four wings in total in here. I don't know yet, I gotta try the other stuff. I gotta tell you whether this one's worth it or not. But $8 for the one thing, or one tab off the lanyard so far. So. Five lanyard, five tabs to go. Lots of food to try. The next booth up is Prosperity Bow and Buns. And the sun is setting and I can't see anything. But uh, at this booth, I went and got the Char Tzu Barbecue Pork Bow, which has pickled red onions and jalapeno. That is $8. And then the Mickey Chinese Hot Dog Bun, which is a brioche style Mickey shaped bun stuffed with sliced hot dogs and finished with sesame seeds and scallions for $7. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the hot dog bun is pretty cute. So I'm gonna start with that one first here. And I just ripped off Mickey's ear. We're just going deep. My leg is like, if you see here, it's like, it's like buttered inside where the hot dog is. So that's a nice touch. I don't get what the scallions add to it, 
but it's essentially like a fluffy sesame seed bread with a hot dog dispersed throughout. If it were me and I were making it at home, I would slice the hot dog thinner and like put it in the bread. I like a good hot dog. But I will say, for it being like a lot of bread, it's nice and fluffy. Like it's like, I don't know, it's good. Next is the char siu pork bao. I'm gonna go ahead and discard this enormous amount of cilantro because mama doesn't like cilantro. But I do like jalapenos. Another red food item on this white t-shirt. It's pretty good, honestly. The meat is really tender. And the pickled onions with like the fresh cut jalapeno added like a nice little texture to it. The bao bun is like perfect. Sometimes you get it at a theme park. I feel like it's like hard on one side or too dry or something like that, but pretty good. Next booth was the Red Dragon Spice Trader. And from there, two items, both look delicious. I got the Impossible Lion's Head Meatballs, which are mini plant-based pork meatballs served with cabbage and Shaoxing wine reduction for $7.50. And then the Mickey Purple Sweet Potato Macaroon, which is a red macaroon filled with purple sweet potato buttercream with cream fresh center. Uh, I'll save that for second. Desserts for second. I love a good purple potato. Here we go. Bite of the meatball. The sauce is very um, sweet. I think I just said there was white wine in it and I feel like I can taste that. That flavor of that. Like that sweetness to it. It's like um, almost like like a really light poison sauce. Does that make sense? I don't know. That could not make any sense, but I got some of the cabbage to go with it now. It's good. I feel like the sauce is like really sweet. That's a good meatball though. I'm not in love with the sauce, but that's a good meatball. Next is gonna be my macaron that I have waited for. This is like the thing I saw the picture of and I was like, you're coming home with me. Right here in my mouth. This thing is like perfectly made. It's got that little bit of the shell on the outside, but then like that kind of chewy, um, like chewiness that a macaron has. And then that sweet potato in there and it's nice and cool and chilly. It's like, oh, it is hitting the spot right now perfectly. I love this thing. Ugh. Might have to get another one of these actually, but pretty good. One clip left on the, the lanyard. So I gotta reconsult the map and see what's next. Last item of the lanyard is the, is actually the mango pineapple pie, which is mango and pineapple filled pie. I know, very self-explanatory. That was 650 and that can actually be found at the, it's the Joffrey's, uh, it says gourmet coffee on it, but they called it the cappuccino card online. But so the sip and savor pass works at the like four kiosk carts and then um, at different uh, restaurant locations. So like Paradise Garden Grill was one. There was the festival cart that's over there and then cappuccino cart was one. And I feel like there was one other one, but it came out all refrigerated. It's a cute little pie with little Mickey head on top here. I know it's such, I feel, I just wanted to see what one of the items that wasn't at the booths was like. That's a lot of pie.
tart. You know what it reminds me of? I don't mean this in the bad way, I mean this in the best possible way. The apple pies that come in the, the package that you get at like the gas station or whatever. It's like one of those. And I think I love it. Like, I am not thinking I was gonna like this. Cause I was like gonna be a little bummed about it, but honestly, it's pretty good. I'm gonna eat this whole pie. See you later. I'm done with the sip and savor pass now. I've eaten all six of the tags on here and uh, the total was $43.50, okay? And I believe the cost of the sip and savor pass is $43. But of all the things I got, I don't feel like I had anything I didn't like today, but I would say if I had to rank them, that um, the uh, Mickey Purple Sweet Potato Macaron, I'm like, I'm literally, when we're done filming this, I'm going to go get another one. It was so good. I would put that up there. I really liked the ma mango pineapple pie. Like, I thought the crust was really good and flaky, and like, I love the chunkier sugar crystals on the top of it. Um, I know it feels weird to put that up there because I feel like it's kind of basic, but um, then I would say I really liked the Mickey Chinese hot dog bun. That was fun. Um, and then. Uh, I would say the char siu barbecue pork bao, which was good. I feel like it needed a little extra, just like maybe a, a, a larger heaping of those pickled red onions or even more jalapenos. I love a good, I love some heat on there. Uh, but I thought, I thought that was really good. Um, and then I would put the Impossible Lion's Head meatball, um, which for me, I felt, again, I felt like it was a little sweet. It tasted a lot like, um, like... It had like a soy sauce kind of flavor to it, which I am always the reduced sodium soy sauce person, so I felt like there might have been a lot of like sodium in it. But um, but still, I think the meatballs were delicious. And then I would put the gochujang wings at the bottom solely because I'm not a big meat on the bone person, but I wanted to try it. And I wish they were a little crispier, like the uh, Korean fried chicken wings, but uh, alas, they were not, and that's okay, because the chicken was still really good on it. So, um, those are everything I tried at the festival. There's tons of other options here. Um, again, if you have the Sip and Savor Pass, it doesn't just work at festival booths. There's a couple of locations that you can get at, like um, uh, the Paradise Gardens Grill, the uh, cart, like I, I got the mango pineapple pie at. There's a, there's a whole list on the Disneyland website that you can check out. Um, and then, of course... Uh, the, one of my favorite things about any festival or any celebration they have here at Disneyland Resort is that that kind of celebration spreads out throughout the park. So there's like uh, Lucky Fortune Cookery in um, the Pacific Wharf area has an item over there too. So it's like, you know, check it out. Don't just limit yourself just to the booths over here. One day I will actually get to go out for that event. I rarely ever get to travel in January, so it's it's going to be a tough sell to get Pete to let me ever go out there for it. But maybe, maybe one day in the future, it'll finally work out that I can be there. But instead, again, as I said, I just get to sit in Orlando. And, you know, when I'm sitting in Orlando, sometimes I get hungry. And sometimes when I'm hungry, I go to Animal Kingdom. I, that's a terrible segue here, but uh, the next review is courtesy of myself. I went to Animal Kingdom by request to have a meal at Dino Diner because that's where you can find corn chip pie. And, uh, you know, a lot of regions, specifically Texas, I believe, know it as Fritos pie. And this is corn chip pie because I, I doubt they want to pay Fritos for the the actual name or they just don't actually use Fritos, so they can't legally call it Frito Pie. 
Either way, corn chip pie at Dino Diner at Animal Kingdom. What can go wrong? Let's go ahead and give this review a listen. Now, today I am in Dino Land USA specifically in Chester and Hester's Dino-Rama, because I am having a snack at Dino Diner. Here you can find the, want to get it correct here, corn chip pie with Walt's chili. It is $8.49, and it is corn chips covered in Walt's favorite chili, cheddar, sour cream, and then it says green onions, but looking at this thing, I can't find the green onions unless it's buried under the cheese. I see multiple jalapenos on top, but jalapenos and green onions are two very different things. Now, uh, this was a request to come out and get this. Otherwise, normally I wouldn't. And I actually have a little background with this one uh, that would even lead me to not want to get it even more uh, at the big start of the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World party that they had in Magic Kingdom. Um, they, they had buffets set up all around, and one of them was this item where, you know, they scooped a bunch of corn chips, Fritos, if you will, into a bowl, put some chili on top of it, and then we chose our toppings to put on top of it. Uh, but when we had it there, they gave us, like, an embarrassing amount of corn chips, like, just so much and then not even, like, a small scoop of chili. Like, it was not enough to get all of the corn chips wet. Uh, so it's basically, it was a dish like, oh, I'm eating Fritos with a little bit of toppings. Loaded Fritos in a way. And so it kind of turned me off from coming over here to actually get it. But you know what? Someone asked me to come get it, so I gave in and finally made the effort. And I will say, uh, this bowl that I have does have a generous amount of chili on it. But it also does have a lot of corn chips as well, too. So I think it's achieved a ratio of, you know, soggy to dry that would be acceptable. But we're going to gonna have to see here. So let me try to dig in, get a good bite with everything. Oh, man. It's really difficult to. But I'm going to try to get a good bite here with everything without losing everything that is currently sitting on the top about to go over the edge. And uh, hopefully it's good. Yeah. I'm a few bites into this, and I have to say I am actually enjoying it. I think I let it sit long enough that it didn't actually get cold, because usually that's a problem when doing these reviews sometimes. Uh, food starts to get cold, and obviously that can kind of ruin it. But in this situation, uh, I, I feel like the layer of cheddar cheese on top of everything kind of just kept in the heat and then that allowed the chili to really soak into the corn chips and give it a more pleasing texture i i do like i like crisp corn chips i like crisp fritos but with this dish it kind of needs to get a little bit soggy otherwise it's like you're not picking this up and eating it by hand i guess you could be really messy you would need uh, bigger scoops in order to do that but uh yeah if you're going to eat this with like a fork or a spoon you really need it to kind of just become a gross, mushy texture in order to be able to do that. And that's where I got it to be on the inside of it. Like the interior portion of it on the outside of this little bowl. Still really crunchy corn chips. But on the inside, it's mushy. It's gross. But in a good way. 
the main flavor in this dish is absolutely the chili. And, you know, it's not a bad chili by any means. It's uh, also not going to win any awards anytime soon. It's just very standard. It's it's not scary by any means. You know, it's a meat and bean-based chili, so you have both of those in there. And, you know, there's a little bit of, like, a tomato flavor to it, but even that's not too heavy. Uh, it's it's just not super flavorful chili. I like I like a nice uh, a nice hot chili. You know, I, I want it to burn my mouth a little bit. Not in terms of the temperature, but the actual heat from peppers and such. And the jalapenos on this are helping to achieve that. But there is only three jalapenos on this, so even then, that that kind of hurts it. And then there's so much sour cream dolloped on here that uh, it kind of eliminates any extra heat that could be coming through as well too, but it works well. And you know what? There's a generous amount of cheddar cheese on that. So that's, uh, that's also doing a lot of work, but overall this thing is just salty, which that's expected. Salty corn chips on salty chili, salty cheese. Maybe I dumped salt on it too. I didn't do that, but yeah, it's, it's all, it's very sodium driven. And, uh, I guess that's, not a terrible thing, except for your health in general, right? I'm struggling to find another positive thing to say about this dish, so I think I'm going to wrap up this review. Once again, it is corn chip pie with Walt's chili. It is $8.49, and you can find it at the Dino Diner in Dino Land, USA. And, you know, it's not the worst snack I've ever had, but it, it's just mixed. I mean, the main ingredient of this snack is basically Fritos. And then everything else is not a complete afterthought. There's a good amount of chili in, but not a lot to really sell this dish. Like, if it was all chili, if it was a bowl of chili with a generous heaping of Fritos on top, and then the rest of the ingredients, I'd be telling a different story right now. But that's not the point of this. It's the corn chips is the selling part. So it's not meal-worthy. It's more snack-worthy. And you have to ask yourself for... For nearly $9, wouldn't it just be smarter to go to a quick service restaurant and actually get a full meal? I mean, in terms of savory snack options, you know, there there aren't a ton at Walt Disney World in general. There, there's a good amount, whether it's your spring rolls in Magic Kingdom or, heck, you could even go to a Swatoli Canteen here in Animal Kingdom and just get, like, the kids' portion of the cheeseburger pods and call that a snack. And, you know, obviously Epcot has has probably the most in general, but Disney World in particular is very, like, sweet-forward and savory sometimes comes second. And that's part of what this dish feels like. kind of feels like an afterthought in a way. And so I can't see myself getting it again in the future. And I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend it unless you were looking for a snack where you're like, I mostly want Fritos, probably generic brand Fritos with a small amount of chili. And that's kind of it. I mean, the, the chili wasn't bad as I went through it. I started finding a little bit of like, I believe, uh, cut up hatch chilies in there that added a little bit more to the flavor. But it's just it's not it's not perfect at all. Am I happy I got it? Not really, but I got it, and I don't see myself ever getting this again. I did read more about Frito Pie after 
this review, and I will say I think that they were close in what they were doing, but definitely, uh, definitely with a couple changes, a couple, uh, you know, little minor changes like better proportion of chips to chili. You know, some some places I was reading and a couple suggestions from people who watched the YouTube version of it said, no, go go beanless with the chili. It, it would make it a lot better. Uh, you know, it, it, just little things here and there that I think they truly could have made this a decent dish. But, meh, I'm, I'm never getting it again. No, no love lost for me on this one. I don't think that's the expression. Let's move on to our final dining review. This is our featured dining review of the week. And the uh, YouTube thumbnail image for this review was simple. It says, does Boatwright still suck? That comes courtesy of our very own Pete Werner, who insisted that that be the title for it. But this, of course, is a dinner dining review of Boatwright, uh, the restaurant at Port Orleans Riverside that uh, Pete has hated for the longest time. And we now have to sit down and listen, along with the other panelists, of if they think it still is terrible or has their opinion on it changed. So let's go ahead and give this one a listen. Today we are at Boatwrights over at Port Orleans Riverside. Now this is historically what I have considered the worst restaurant on property. But it has been a long time since I've been here. I have an open mind. I really do. And I'm going to give them a shot here. And uh, see if anything at Boatwrights has changed. Well, I, I've never had a good meal here. I've probably eaten here four or five times, trying to give it a chance over the years. And uh, every time I feel like Charlie Brown and the football with Lucy. So we'll see. See if Lucy's in rare, in rare form today and I'm going to be able to actually kick the football. We'll find out. All right. For my appetizer, I got the boudin balls. A uh, mix of andouille sausage, smoked sausage, and dirty rice, breaded and fried, served with romalade, uh, creole mustard, and pickled vegetables for $13. Um, i be honest, delicious. I found the, the romalade had a little bit more of a kick than I was expecting, but it wasn't obnoxious, and it didn't overpower the rest of the dish. Delicious flavor, really well prepared, cooked just right. Not words I expected to use. This was fantastic. I took a bite of Sean's uh, Mardi Gras fritters. They were so good. So, I don't know. Haley liked her soup. Fiasco liked her salad. Her salad. His salad. (laughs) But with the hair. I'm getting confused. Um, Sean liked his. We all liked our appetizers. I'll let them talk for themselves, but I'm just giving you a preview. And just before we go any further with this review, I can tell you already, our server, Christina, phenomenal. She's, and like, they don't know we're here. It's like, they don't know that really what we're doing. Um, so this is just how she is. It's just absolutely phenomenal server. And I just wanted to make sure I gave her a shout-out in this. 
Okay, so I got the uh, Mardi Gras fritters. They are deep-fried pimento cheese with, like, a red jelly on top. Like a red pepper jelly. They're $12, and you get three of them. I think they'd be a really good shareable thing for uh, the group if you wanted to just get something light before you had your meal. Um, Definitely would order it again. I have a hate-hate relationship with... uh, boat rights in general so i'm really looking forward to it being a good meal i uh, the appetizer started really strong so i'm looking forward to it riverside is arguably my top three resorts on site uh even over deluxe resorts so i love riverside but i've always hated this restaurant and it's looking good actually Hi everyone, I had the boudin balls and this is my first time at this restaurant and I am pleasantly surprised as everyone has said, beware of this restaurant. Um, I really have enjoyed my appetizer so far. The atmosphere is great. Our server has been phenomenal. Um, I also had the Southern Hurricane to drink. Um, Very strong. (laughs) I forgot how... um, much liquor is in a hurricane, but um, it's just been a really good experience so far. And uh, not having been here, my expectations are very low. Um, so it's raising the bar already. So can't wait. All right. So for my appetizer, I got the French onion soup. And I was very pleasantly, it was $10, by the way, but I was very pleasantly surprised that they were able to make it a gluten free version. So Lately, I've been having like a little bit of sensitivity to gluten, and I've been wanting to, you know, switch over to a gluten-free diet, and I was really, really happy that they were able to give me a French onion soup with the bread and everything and still make it gluten-free, so keep that in mind when you do come here, and like Danielle and Pete and everyone said, our server, Christina, is so incredible. She was able to make sure I got an entree and appetizer that is gluten-free. So I was very happy about that. For people out there that do have an allergy, this so far seems to be a great place to come. But yeah, I enjoyed my my appetizer so, so much. And I am looking forward to the entrees even more. All right. So when I was first looking at this menu at the appetizers, I was kind of disappointed because if you know me, I don't eat cheese. And it's a very cheese-centric appetizers here. But what they do have is a salad. So I guess I would have to settle with the salad this time. And that was Amelia's salad. It was $10. It was romaine heart with rainbow carrots, watermelon radish, roasted tomatoes, crispy black-eyed peas with avocado dressing. This is the plant-based option. So that's not when it says plant-based, it's going to be no dairy, so no cheese, no animal products, nothing like that. Um, this was a really refreshing salad. Uh, the tomatoes, like they were nice and nice and ripe, nice and fresh, sliced down the middle, and that avocado dressing, it was like guacamole with a little bit of a zing to it. I absolutely love this salad, um, and I was honestly like I was settling for it, right? Because there was no no other appetizer that really spoke to me. But now, if I came here not doing a review, I would still order this salad, like. Slam dunk all around the table, appetizers. So far, this is a great night. Okay, so I ordered the all-you-care-to-enjoy chef's platter for $35. It includes ribs, Nashville hot chicken, smoked sausage, barbecue beef brisket with mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese, street corn, and green beans. And the dish alone by itself is worth $35. The fact that you can... Keep adding more food as you want, more ribs, more whatever. Makes this such a great deal. 
it was absolutely delicious. The, the majority of it was absolutely delicious. The meat is all smoked. Tender. The ribs were tender. Fall off the bone. A fantastic barbecue sauce being used on it. Um, mashed potatoes were fantastic. Uh, the chicken was good. A little dry. But it was very flavorful. The one thing, the two things on this dish that I didn't care for. The macaroni and cheese had absolutely no flavor. It was basically a yellow yellow colored pasta. But then the street corn, it's a small piece of corn on the cob. And it had a white substance like on the top of it that I thought was going to be butter until I bit into it. It was sour cream. Who the hell put sour cream on corn on the cob? Made no sense to me. I mean, maybe it's a New Orleans thing. I don't know. But other than those two minor things, did nothing to detract from the overall quality of this dish. And quality is the word I want to use. This was good meat. It was incredibly well-prepared Absolutely worth $35, hands down, no questions asked. I can't believe I'm saying this about boat rights, but this was fantastic. All right, so I got the blackened salmon, and it was $26, right? Yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time learning that and then didn't know. Uh, so $26, um, so it was blackened salmon, dirty rice, which is like not brown rice, but it's white rice with like spices and peas and all that kind of stuff to make it brown. And usually it would come with green beans, but I switched it out for fried okra because I've not had fried okra since I was a kid. And that was a staple in my house as a kid that I really wouldn't eat because it was slimy, but now I'm an adult. So like I'll, I'll get it with my meal. Um, it was really, really good. Every, all, all my food was great. Um, the rice was just fine, but it really was something to like eat with the, the salmon anyway. So that was great. Came with lemon to, uh, to like, put on the salmon, which really zested that up. Um, the fried okra was incredible. I, it was really, really good. So it made me very nostalgic for, for childhood. But this meal is so much better than any meal I can remember having here. Um, everything on my plate was great. I did try the macaroni and cheese, and it's absolutely the worst macaroni and cheese I've ever had in my life. Um, it's That was bad, but everything else has been really good so far. I had the all-you-care-to-enjoy chef's platter, just like Pete, uh, for $35, and I was pleasantly surprised. All of the meats were really fall off the bone. You were able to just not even, you didn't have to bite. It just kind of absorbed in your mouth. Um, one thing that Pete, I don't think, mentioned was the smoked sausage, which was one of my favorites. Um, it was such a flavorful um, bite when you took a, you know, your bite in. Uh, I did like the street corn. I thought the sour cream added a little bit of different flavor that I'm not used to with corn. Uh, the green beans were really good as well. They do um, cook them in pasta water, which I was shocked because the mac and cheese, like everyone has said, was the absolute worst. I thought it was going to be like that Velveeta-ish, um, and it was not. <laughs> we were all shocked when we bit in. But overall, like I said, I, my expectations were super low coming into this. I was just blown away that everyone said that this was terrible because it was a really great meal. 
All right, so I got the chef's platter as well, the all you care to enjoy, but an allergy version. So instead of the, the what is it, the hot natural chicken honey, I got a, just a grilled piece of chicken. And I was actually delicious. It was juicy. It was flavorful. It was really good. I was very happy that I was able to make this specific dish a, an allergy-friendly um, dish. And I didn't get the mac and cheese, but... Fortunately, I didn't need it because it, apparently it was hated and nobody liked it. So I'm not missing out on much. And for the green beans, like Danielle did mention, they are dipped in pasta water, which was interesting to me as well. But since pasta, gluten, they just, you know, sauteed me my own batch, which was incredible. So I absolutely love that they're able to accommodate me. And if you have an allergy as well, they're able to accommodate you. A lot of the, um, the items on the menu are allergy friendly so I was very happy to I was very surprised but yeah overall I really did enjoy mine my favorite thing sorry if I'm talking too fast my favorite thing was probably the barbecue beef brisket surprisingly like I wouldn't normally go for that and I was like what is this this is delicious I was like Pete what is this so yeah it was a beef brisket and I was it was my favorite so good mashed with a little bit of mashed potatoes and a little bit of that beef brisket delicious all right, so looking at this menu, there were two things that really caught my eye. The first thing was the jambalaya. I love me some jambalaya. It's one of my favorite things to order, but I also was tempted by the Nashville hot chicken. But like I just mentioned, if a place is going to do jambalaya right, I feel like boat rights and their theming, the, the jambalaya should be good here. And it was. That was $21, but also for the same price, you can get the Boatwright's Harvest Jambalaya, which is their plant-based version. I myself got the regular version, which includes sausage, chicken, and shrimp. The shrimp were perfect. They were nice and grilled and tender and dipped that in the jambalaya sauce. Oh my God, I, there were four shrimps on there. I wish there were more. Um, the sausage as well, perfect. One thing I would knock is the chicken must have flown away. Because in this entire jambalaya bowl, I got one decent piece of chicken and then little bits here and there. That would be my only complaint. But all in all, this was some fantastic jambalaya. And I've had some bad experiences with places on Walt Disney World property that should have good jambalaya and just don't. To name one, House of Blues. You would figure House of Blues would have like the best jambalaya on property. They really, really don't. This, however, slam dunk. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking I might want to come back here and order the Nashville hot chicken, but people are saying that, people are saying that was one of the more lackluster items on his All You Care to Enjoy platter. This jambalaya, I think I'm going to come back and get this, because I mean, on a scale of spice, uh, because jambalaya is obviously spicy, right? I like spicy that makes me cry. Um, I'm a real big fan of spicy. This didn't make me cry, not in the slightest. I put it at about a five or a six on the spice scale. So even for more... I could have slapped you. That's what you wanted. Well, I mean, yeah, or if he could just slap me, I could get the same effect. But I really do like spice that just kind of kicks you. Really gives you that kick. Um, but the flavor was great, and it was very saucy. And I like that. If you don't like that, then keep that in mind. But Boatwrights doesn't suck anymore. All right, so on to desserts. Um, I didn't get my own dessert. My sweet tooth wasn't screaming today. So I just tried some of Haley's Mississippi Mud Creme Boulet that was $8. She'll tell you more about that. Um, personally, it was fine. I could take it or leave it. Uh, none of the desserts on the menu really screamed my name. 
Will I be coming back here, though? Absolutely. Uh, definitely going to get an appetizer. Definitely going to get an entree. Probably will skip dessert. But Haley might make me get dessert anyways, because she did mention she really liked it. So who knows? Maybe we'll do all three courses again. We'll find out in just a second, though. Oh, well, like Corey did mention, we got the Mississippi Mud Creme Boulet, and it was actually the gluten-free um, dessert. And I loved it. It was perfect. It was creamy with a little crunch on top. It was. It almost tasted like a, a fudge brownie, and I really like fudge brownies. And did I mention it was $8? But yeah, I loved it. It was fantastic. I had the pecan pie cheesecake. It was pecan graham cracker crust, creamy vanilla cheesecake, pecan pie filling, bourbon caramel sauce, and spicy candied pecans. It is $8, and... Just like it says, it is very creamy and airy. Uh, I think that can be a problem with a lot of cheesecakes if it's just not that airy, um, soft feeling. I didn't have to use the sauce a lot, but it was such a good addition. Um, the pecan, it wasn't too overwhelming, which I was a little worried about. Um, it was a really good dessert. I think this was a great place to try um, and come back to eventually as well. All right, I got the trio of sorbets. They were $6. Um, so you got three scoops of sorbet, and they were all Southern-inspired uh, dishes. So I, I was like, I don't know what this is going to be. I don't know if it's going to get, like, peach flavor or Lyle of it or what, what kind of flavor we're going to get out of this thing. But um, it ended up being lemon, which I don't really know is Southern, but um, and then raspberry, and the other was sweet tea. Um, they were all okay. Um, I really could have just done without the dessert entirely. Um, it was fine. The sweet tea, I will say, was probably my least favorite, even though it was a very unique taste. It did taste like sweet tea. Uh, I just don't think that's a form that sweet tea should probably come in, because it's not... I don't know. You'd have to come try it for yourself and let me know. But um, that it, it was odd for that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on dessert next time. I ordered the banana cream pie bread pudding for seven dollars. It was okay. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It didn't blow me blow me away. Not like the main course did, or the appetizers did. But uh, I'm with everybody else. I think next time I'll do appetizer main course and skip the dessert for five adults uh, the total bill before my annual pass discount of 10% was $263 so about 50 a little more than $50 a person I gotta be honest it was worth every penny it was worth every single penny Um, I think this is a great deal I can't believe I'm saying this about boat rides. This is a great deal, especially given the quality of the food, because the quality is phenomenal. And again, I can't believe I'm saying boat rides. This was one of the two worst restaurants on property, along with Tony's Town Square. I cannot say that anymore, not after this meal. This is not a meal you get served in one of the worst restaurants on property. You just don't. Am I going to say it's the best restaurant on property? Of course not. But there are worse. You can do a lot worse if you're staying in Port Orleans, Riverside. You have a really, really good option here. So to answer the question we posed at the beginning, does Boatwright still suck? The answer is absolutely not. It does not. I will come back here. That's how good it was. I was just as shocked as everyone to hear that they actually enjoyed the meal. And 
yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go there anytime soon. Uh, it doesn't really interest me, especially with like New Orleans food. There's you can find it. You can find it around Orlando if you really want to. So I'm not, I'm not going out of my way for, for boat rights anytime soon, but good to hear that it was a positive review. But with that, we are all out of dining reviews. So that's going to do it for this week's Disney dining show. I truly hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please, please, please make sure you subscribe to the Disney dining show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating review. I'll give you a shout out on the show. And if you want to support us even more, you can always book a trip through dreams, unlimited travel, get a free, no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's it for this week's Disney dining show. We'll see you again real soon with another episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Stay hungry. (laughs) 